0: BLOB TALK RADIO Everybody on
1: time! Get on up! Everybody on time! Get into it! Everybody on time! Get involved! Everybody just... Yeah.
2: can do this here alone. Not tall, tall. That's why we glad that we call upon all of y'all for come join we. for we show Gully Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gully Geechee Nation. So glad he hunt a tuna to tune in one more game to Gully Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. You know we the gee upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. This year evening we the dedicate this year show for all of the children with the pot. The Dennis Movement, the Fort Dennis Movement, hashtag Fort Dennis Movement. We want 100 children for no, but the Allen family, they come in from the air this evening along with Brother Mitchell. We won't crack we teeth about rubbing the wine on all this your time. Right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, was right here in Beaufort County, South Kakalaki, where I to be. And Hunter no right here, Ponson, tell in the evening, or well, Hunter Yeti, we to play this year from the late, the great Godfather source, souls, our one and only chance from, from. North, Augusta, South, Cackalacky, that everybody be taught, but just Augusta, Georgia, that you know, we ain't a play 'em dry, long, so, and Hunter ain't tuning into the wrong show. This year, you need and thing like that, we want you to get up, get involved, and get into it, as we talk about this year, petition for Hunter Chiller. help, we for save this year, thing we call ads property. Hunter Chiller, this is what we want you to do. involved get involved you get 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 involved get involved get involved you 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 get involved Hunter Children, we glad that Hunter Children today you one more again for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the queen, quit head punny body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter Children tuning in from around the world to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Thank you, thank you to all the guests who did it in the chat room and thing like that. And rather, right especially, we want to give honor to we, Oman, my ancestors, and thing like that. This year, Oman, our month. So we're going to take a moment of silence for all uh, we leaders. What we'll be there in the Gullah Gitche Nation. we we'll be on and take from back yonder, know, from the time of challenge living, to even now in this human rights movement. Because we ha- will never forget Big Daddy, Mama, them who be whole upon the line for all of we for having them this year day. So we will not take a moment of silence for all of them. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. For all the 100 children who have been to tune in this your money and things like that, every year, you know, say every March, we celebrate We gotta get you Oman Story right here. So, this your a little bit of departure, 100 children might think this evening, like I've announced last week. So, we're going to have the whole family day upon you. This a family reunion upon you this evening. And you can't have no family, rather, was have a reunion without the Oman thing. So, even though this your family where well, we go going to crack teeth, we teeth with tonight, got a movement dedicated from one of the ancestors who've been a mine. We would not have had our family on if he ain't behind the omen. And we're so glad that we could bring some of them family members on with some of the omen and things this evening that are part of the Fort Dennis movement. But for all the 100 children that would deal around the well and things like that and of us to go to get you and i quite going deep like this and no more. I'm going to help you out because we're going to speak like this for the duration of the show. Now 100 children know I can try and leave it young and young wherever it lasts. So okay then. But if necessary, we'll use color. But if we're going to help y'all all understand what's going on tonight, especially about the land most of you who have been consistent listeners, and we thank you for us hitting this six-figured mark, and with Gullah TV, I didn't check it today, but I know we were just about at the quarter million mark a few nights ago. We thank all of our viewers, all of our consistent supporters around the world. We're going to have another new segment of We Be Gulligichi coming up, the brand new short pieces that we've been putting out on social media. That will be coming up this week. But I see that we have already had several thousand views of the short piece that we put up about land and the Gullah Geechee Nation being the place of 40 acres and a mule that we just put up last week. And so it is a blessing to see that so many people are taking advantage of these tools that we are putting out there using modern day technology. Well, my listeners members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that support this broadcast and you can always find the coalition at www.gullahgeechee.net dot g u l l a h g e www.g-u-l-l-a-h-g-e-e-c-h-e-e, e c h e there is no i in net at any point in time you have seen over the years, over our we're just about at 20 years since the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition has been in existence. We have had, we have led numerous letter-writing campaigns, numerous petition campaigns, especially in relationship to Gullah Geechee land ownership, and in we were able to assist with the St. Helena's Island community and getting a large number of people to sign a stack of petitions that we delivered to Beaufort County Council, must be a decade ago at this point, to actually ensure that people were able to make installment payments on their land instead of being stuck with the one large lump sum of taxes every go-round because we saw that as a necessary tool that people needed. And order. y'all know how y'all like to do. Y'all like to pay on the book. Y'all like only pay the big bill one time. Y'all get why they're talking about. And so we thought it would be a very beneficial and necessary tool to help our people maintain their land ownership. A lot of people still have not taken advantage of that. Some aren't even aware because they haven't been keeping up with the petitions and then the legal changes that follow these petitions that have gone forth. In fact, those of you who are taking advantage of that know that your next installment payment in Veeford County, South Carolina, is due tomorrow, the 15th. So make sure that you get that in because if you miss one payment, you get taken off of those payment plans and you end up back in a situation where you have to pay one lump sum. We know that many families have lost their property throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, because they just could not pay all the taxes in one lump sum and did not know that they have a year and a day to recover their land at land auction. So being a board member of the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network, that is the work we are doing through that organization to provide workshops and things for families and also then provide them with the money to get their land back off of the sheriff sale, as it's called. That happens once a year. It was a blessing to see How many people have already given, and there's still a GoFundMe site out there for that? Please continue to contribute, and we'll repost it on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio's Facebook fan page at the end of the broadcast. And we always tweet. You can follow us at Gullah Geechee. We'll repost these things so that if you have never given or you weren't aware, you can be more aware and get involved and so that you can become a member of the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network as well. Because this is one of the organizations that we now have in the Gullah Geechee Nation, along with the Heirs' Property Law Center, along with the Heirs' Property Preservation Group, that is helping people to become knowledgeable of their land rights. But the rights you have today can be changed tomorrow by laws. So when you looked at that piece on 40 acres and a mule, and understand I've talked about it over and over, and I repost those blogs often about heirs' property and also about special field order number 15, make sure that you grasp what this concept actually is if you are an heir to property anywhere here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have held numerous workshops Many of those workshops used to be standing room only. And now you hold these workshops and 10, 15 people show up. Where I actually have lawyers there that are doing the workshop pro bono, meaning free, on the children even in behalf of Gil, no shot, anything or nothing. But people don't take advantage of it. I can't do nothing about it when you turn around and decide that you call our office and then ask what lawyer can help you, and then you end up having to pay by the hour for them to teach you what they spent hours in our workshops providing for free. You're going to get that bill first, and then you're going to have to pay the other things that it would take to properly make sure that you have good title on the land, that you can put your family land into an LLC or any of the other things that affect property and what can or cannot be done with it well one of the things that has affected infected and disrupted is property ownership throughout the gulligichi nation has been what we call forced partition sales and this is when a a common scenario has been where a family has family members that don't live on the land, may have never been raised down here, not really that interested, and elder passes on. Now all these heirs that were living there, they continue to live there. And then some destruction heir, y'all call them developers, decides, well, that parcel of land would be prime real estate for me to expand my golf courses or my hotels or be a place to put a new place on. So they approach the family the family is not interested in selling. Where are they going? Okay, where would they go on? So they are not interested in selling. So then they will continue to search who else potentially is an heir in that family. They can find somebody as far away as where my first guest tonight has been living for years, Wisconsin. They could say, "Well, okay, this is an heir," and they send a letter in the mail and tell this heir, "Well, you know, you are heir to some property down in South Carolina, but if you don't really want it, you know, it ain't really worth a whole lot. We'll give five thousand for it." This person signs and says, "Sure, I'll take it," and they end up selling what is probably fifty thousand dollar interest in a piece of property for five grand, sight unseen. But that's all it took. And now this destruction heir is now an heir involved in the same property along with the actual family members who were Gullah Geechies. The family don't know these people until they show up and now say, well look, now you're going to all sell me all the rest of it or we going to court. You end up in court and the judge says, well if all parties here cannot agree on what's to happen, then I'm going to force the sale of all the land and then we're going to distribute the monies according to what the percentage of your interest actually is. We've also had this happen in the case of the taxes that I mentioned, where really you say, I'll round it off, let's say you owe a $1,000 worth of taxes, but this particular 10 acres of property is actually worth 10,000. We know it's worth a lot more. I'm just going to do simple math for folks tonight. Let's say the whole 10 acres is worth 10,000. We know better than that around here. But let's say it is. So, technically, as a mathematician, technically, I've always had the question why doesn't the judge then have them plat off the amount of land that equals the amount of taxes due? which then would only be $1,000 worth of tax would be one acre out of ten if the land was all just $10,000 worth, not auction off the whole $10,000 parcel of land for the $1,000 worth of taxes. So we have had numerous Gullah families lose their property in tax sales, in partition sales, in all of these types of legal practices that have gone on because the families were unaware sometimes of what their interest in land really is, but definitely ignorance of their rights, their land rights. And as I just got through telling folks up in Charleston, again, last weekend when we did our workshop with the younger folks with our Tech Up Step Up workshop, which was sponsored by our Gullah Geechee Angel Network, which is the official 501c3 for the Gullah Geechee Nation, I told them ignorance of the law is no defense, and you will be told that, and you can lose your case in court because you simply did not know about certain laws, whether they be for you or against you. So tonight we want to talk about a new law that has already passed in several states That can be for us. This law, which is called the Uniform Partition of Heirs' Property Act, which was written by... Dr. or Professor Mitchell, who is going to be here tonight, along with members of the family that's from Hilton Head, that have been pushing this forward here in South Carolina for us. And many of you have heard uh, Brother Willie Haywood here, Attorney Willie Haywood on the air, and we've talked about this coming forth. You've seen us post things on Facebook about it some months back, or last year, year before, and to try to keep you abreast of what is happening in terms of the progress of how things have been going. We want to definitely have everyone on tonight. That's really an active part. So that's why I had to play our call to action song for you, because we want you to get up, get involved, and get into it. So a lot of you are accustomed to, if you speak to lawyers, they use terminology that you don't understand. All right? So Professor Mitchell, actually, it was the reporter, of the Uniform Partition of Heirs Property Act. Okay, and that means he's the person who drafted it. He's the principal writer, the drafter of this. And this has been promulgated by the Uniform Law Commission back in 2010. And for those who aren't familiar with law, promulgate a law is to affect by an official proclamation. It's a, to it's a put it into effect by this official proclamation of it, okay? And so it's now what we're doing is another form of promulgation. We're promoting it and making it widely known that there's a cause out here to support this Uniform Airs Property Act. And so it is a blessing to have Professor Mitchell, who's a professor of law and Frederick W. and Vi Miller chair in law at the University of Wisconsin Law School currently. This summer he's going to be going down a place where I love and things like that because you know they got Queen Quet D and things down there. In the state of Texas, he's going down to Texas and m University under a joint appointment in the School of Law and in the Agricultural Economics Department. So I know we're going to need to have him back on the show to even talk more about the agricultural economics, because you all know I'm always about promoting our economic empowerment. But here it is that he has spent several years working on this, and we are making our own continuation of that hashtag Black History 365 because Professor Mitchell is actually only the second person of African descent, the second African American to ever be a reporter for the ULC okay, the Uniform Law Commission, only the second one. And that organization has been around for 123 years. I know y'all get tired of hearing the number 150 and 152 on this show because of all the historic moments, so we switched up on you tonight. 123 years this organization has been in place, and he is only the second black man, okay, to have served as the principal drafter, as the reporter. But we are very pleased that we believe in divine order and that this is the time, that this was to happen. For such a time as this, he is here with us because as part of his policy work, he's testified at Congress about black land ownership issues, and he's going to be testifying in South Carolina legislature also about the Uniform Partition, Air Property Partition Act as well. And so he's done a lot of other community engagement work, and he has gotten different national awards because of it, and he continues to mentor law students so that they can go on and do work for the community and in the community. And you know that's what we are all about at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition as M. trying would say, all day, ad day. And so definitely we want to have enter our halls. I know he's used to being in the halls of justice, but our halls here tonight at Gully To Get You Rhythm Radio, Dr. Thomas Mitchell. Good evening, my brother. How honored to do?
3: Good evening, Queen Quetz. It's just an honor to be on your show
2: this is wonderful to have you on the show and to definitely hear directly from the person who has written something that I've been following and wanted to get more in-depth details about. So why don't you give my listeners a rudimentary version of what exactly is the Uniform Partition of Heirs' Property Act? What is it? And what benefit is it going sure. to be to any of us that have e s property?
3: Sure, sure. Uh, first of all, I want to say you did an excellent summary of the area of partition law, the history, and how it's been abused. So the Uniform Law Commission is the preeminent organization in the United States that has been engaged in the drafting of what they call uniform acts. I think most people would think of them as a model state statute. Over the course of the last 123, 124 years. Okay. So it's vitally important that this state's model state statute is supported by the Uniform Law Commission that has had a quite a record of success of getting its pieces of proposed legislation enacted into state laws all across the country. Um, and I think that that has accounted for some of the success of the act as opposed to there had been pretty much you know, 40, 50 years of individual efforts at the in different states to try to improve the law and as it governs heirs' property, but they had met with very little success. So let me tell you a little bit about um, what the Act does and the aspects of partition law that have been abused that it takes to address.
1: <clears throat>
3: so the Act has a lot of bells and whistles, but I think of it as having three... Major protections.
1: Okay.
3: Um, so the first uh, protection, as you indicated, that a lot of the partition abuse happens when you have one person who has a fractional interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, that's a person who bought out one of the heirs, who then seeks to force the sale of the property. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, hoping to get the property. For well below its market value, which value, is of course, uh, mm-hmm. which is typical. So, for example, the Associated Press had an award-winning series on black land loss 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and they featured a number of different examples of abuse. But one of the primary ones emanated from South Carolina, where you had a female real estate developer bought out uh, a couple of family members, as you indicated from your example paid them a pittance in terms of what their fractional interest was actually worth, and then ended up forcing a sale where essentially the property was sold for $100,000. And within a year or so, she had subdivided this 300-plus acres and sold off the parcels for a combined value of $1.1 million. Mm -hmm. So under our Act, the first protection is that if you have – one of the owners of a fractional interest, whether that's a family member or a non-family member, and they go to court and they ask the judge to order a forced partition sale, a forced sale of the property.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All of the other heirs or common owners who don't want the property sold have the right to buy out the person who has asked for or the forced sale to buy out their fractional uh, interest. Mm-hmm. So there's the buyout provision, right? So okay. that addresses the, you know, the folks who want to buy out some small interest and then turn around and seek a forced sale is that they first will have their interest potentially bought out by those who want to maintain ownership of the property uh, within right. the family. Okay. So that's the first protection. The, Second protection is, in states throughout this country, the courts essentially have two major things that they can do to resolve these partition disputes. So one we've talked about is the sale. Right. The What's supposed to be the preferred remedy is actually a physical division of the property, like you were talking about in your tax sale example of mm-hmm. what the law maybe should be, but is not, right? It's
1: not, right. So
3: in states throughout the country, the court says that the preferred remedy in a partition dispute, in a partition action, as we call it, is the physical division, and that only if the physical division can't occur for practical reasons should the court order the forced sale In fact, though, the states all across the country that have this supposed preference Mm -hmm. for the physical division Mm -hmm. have totally undermined that by a series of judicial opinions that says, okay, when a court is going to decide whether to physically divide the property or to sell it, that the only consideration that they're going to take into account is economic factors. So the mm-hmm. fact that the property has been in the family for four or five generations, the fact that it, the property could have some very unique historical importance, the fact right. that the property could have some very unique cultural importance. Up to this point, courts have essentially said, well, we can't put a dollar value on the cultural importance or the historical importance. So we're going to assign it no value and merely look at economic factors. Mm -hmm. So even that, and we'll get to the third remedy, why even under this kind of what I call these economics only tests that courts have been using, Mm -hmm. um, well, they are faulty for a different reason I'll talk about when I talk about the third remedy. So essentially under the Uh, under this second provision that we say, do we say no, that we reject this notion that property is only valuable and could be reduced solely to its economic value? Right. And we indicate that, no, there is importance in terms of its heritage value within a family, its historic importance, its cultural importance. Mm -hmm. So under the Uniform Partition of Heirs' Property Act, A court cannot conduct an economics-only test. It has to do what we refer to as a totality of the circumstances, that the court has to weigh a number of factors that are economic in nature, but they also have to make findings about uh, how the land might be important for cultural, historic, and heritage value as well. And they have to evenly balance these factors. So that's the second provision, is to what I think of is that we're giving real substance to the supposed preference for a partition by division. So that's the second big big, Mm -hmm. uh, change. And then the third change is that in those instances where a sale would be the appropriate remedy, and we have to remember that Heirs' property, though we classically think of it as involving kind of rural property with several acres, heirs' property is not restricted geographically. You can have heirs' property in a rural environment. You can have heirs' property in a suburban environment.
1: Right, a suburban
3: environment. (laughs) Exactly. And you can have it in an urban environment, right? So you can think of... uh, in an urban environment where you would have a single family home mm-hmm. that has been in somebody's family for three generations you've now got 150 heirs mm-hmm. they can't decide among themselves about how the house could be used well in that right. context in that context a sale might actually be the only practical remedy
1: mm-hmm. but the
3: but the change in the law we make is that and this goes back to what I was saying about this economics-only test, Mm -hmm. courts before were saying, well, we're going to order a sale when we think the sale could maximize the wealth in the family. So Mm -hmm. I'll just take a simple example. Let's say we have a 100-acre parcel and there's only two heirs Mm and they each have a 50% interest. Mm -hmm. Under this economics-only test that the courts had been using up to this point, they would say, well, we're going to do an analysis of what the fair market value of the 100 acres is, and I'll just, consistently, with your simplifying the math, let me simplify the math too.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they could say, well, that 100 acres has a market value of 125000 So the right. court says, okay, if we sold it, it would be worth $125,000. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, okay, well, we could divide it. Well, let's say if they divided it into two fifty acre tracks, and then the court says, "Well, how much what would be our estimate of each one of those fifty acre tracks And the court might say, "Well, we think each of the fifty acre tracks would be worth fifty thousand dollars. So if you add those two parcels up that would come from a division, that's a hundred thousand acres
1: right
3: So the court said, "Well, if we order the whole thing sold." For and it got a price of 125000 mm-hmm. that would be more economically beneficial to these two heirs. Right? Mm-hmm. And remember, under the old test, they didn't take into account any historic, cultural, or heritage value. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. As
3: I had pointed out in some scholarship a few years ago that I had published, so as I said, even under the economics-only test, the analysis has been completely flawed. And here's the flaw law is at the time that the court was doing that hypothetical valuation of what that 100 acres would be worth in terms of its market value,
1: Mm
3: -hmm. the court did not take into account that in every state in this country that has, and every state has laws governing the sale of heirs' property or tenancy and common property as we, as the technical legal uh, term, is that every state mandates that the property be sold using procedures that are not designed to get a market value price, they're sold under procedures that are... that It's a forced sale, so they use forced sale procedures that are not designed to get market value. These, these procedures indicate that the property could be sold in 15 days or 30 days on the courthouse right. steps
1: mm-hmm. with
3: almost no notice, like so in notice. some jurisdictions. You just got to publish notice once
1: right. in the
3: legal section of it's the newspaper. The legal I don't of know the newspaper. about yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but don't I don't read even that. read the legal section of the newspaper. And you're a lawyer, <laughs> and I'm a lawyer.
2: And, and right. so
3: people then who have bought these partition sales, they cannot inspect the property. Right. And so what it turns out is, in these most of these sales, the property has not sold for anything approaching the fair market value. It right. sells typically for 30%, 40%, 50%. I gave you that example from the Associated Press's series called Torn from the Land where it sold for 10%. Yeah. And so what we say, the innovation that we say is that, okay, in those instances where a sale may be the appropriate remedy, well, we should have a sales procedure that would actually be designed to get the highest price. So instead of using these fire sale procedures that have been used in most states, we say no. The, the property should be listed and marketed just like you would have property in um, in the normal real estate inventory real estate of some broker. real estate broker. right. So under ours, we we basically developed this procedure that we call an open market sale. And under the open market sale, in resolving this partition action, the court would appoint a real estate broker Mm
1: -hmm. who would
3: have to list the property on the market just like they list their other properties, and they would have to list it for the fair market value of the property Mm -hmm. based upon an appraisal that would be done.
1: Gotcha. And
3: so the idea is, even in those instances where there would be a sale and the, and title might pass outside of the family, that at least that in addition to losing their property rights, they would not be stripped of the real estate wealth they have that is bound up in that property. So I think right. of those as the three major remedies, the buyout, the adding Substance and real meaning to the preference for a partition by division or a partition in kind instead of a partition by sale. Mm -hmm. And then third, the wealth-protecting open market sale procedure to replace the fire sale procedures that have been used up to this point.
2: Excellent. Excellent. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you said fire sale because that's exactly what it is. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that that terminology exists because most people who have supported the work we do at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition for the last 20 years know that I always say the reason we started the coalition was because people were setting fires on certain sea islands. And when you would run mm-hmm. to put that fire out, they set a fire on another sea island. So the people on that mm-hmm. island run to put that fire out. Then they set one downtown Savannah or Charleston. So the people there running to set that. And so as you're doing that, you're not working together. So here it is that we want to put the fire out in more than one way. So to end those fire sales, I definitely love the way in which you have outlined this and definitely having these three major components to this law, because everything that you've articulated here has been things that we have witnessed, and I've questioned, because I'm a mathematician by degrees, but everybody wonders if I have a law degree, and I just tell them I just haven't taken the bar. Um, So, you know, but this is something that is critical to us that we have an understanding of what could prevent these things and i know the first thing everybody that comes even before the law that we're talking about getting passed in south carolina that has already been passed actually in alabama arkansas connecticut georgia montana and nevada okay and now it's making our way here through south carolina legislature we have to know that the first thing that prevents all of this is you getting along with your family members. Mm
1: -hmm. At the family reunions, you
2: need to be discussing something over that barbecue chicken and the fried fish and potato salad. We need to be talking about the wealth that we're trying to protect as well as how we can have it still amongst ourselves to pass on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, I want to bring in some family members that I know you've been working very, very closely with. Professor Mitchell, uh, in regard to the folks who are part of the For Dennis movement. And I definitely want to bring on Shimon, Alan Stevenson, Katrina Coleman, and Jabril Hanif. We want to bring them to the line. They've been holding on. They've been listening in. And we know that their roots are from what we call Trench Island, the thing like that. They're from Hilton Head. Good evening, family. How (laughs) wanted to do? Uh,
4: Good evening. Thank you so much for having us.
2: We're so happy that you all could make it tonight. So, first, we're going to start off with Shimon. Shimon, tell me, why is this for Dennis movement even important to your family? Who is the Alan that we dealing with? What Alan and who is Dennis? How we get Dennis and then we get Alan? Explain that to my listeners.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, um, The property that we're referring to on Hilton Head Island is property that is actually owned by my great-great-grandfather, Dennis Allen, and um, he actually purchased the property, the first track, in uh, 1897. He was about 33 years old when he purchased that property, and he he purchased an additional 18.5 acres um later on in nineteen oh six to total about thirty eight point five acres of land on Hilton Head Island. And it's been in our family ever since. Um we've just loved that property so much. It's a beautiful pre- piece of property um located next to Indigo Run uh plantation in Broad Creek. So we okay. do have some 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 view of the water there and um it's just been very close and dear to our heart because we understand the value of family and preserving a legacy, and we know that this is probably collectively um, our most valuable asset as Allen.
1: Absolutely. And
4: and you know we we come to, we started in 2009 uh, together to find a way to preserve the property, and unfortunately uh, we came together as a result of a situation that you described earlier where one person came and said they wanted their their due share of the property and they wanted to receive that. And so unfortunately that's what kind of pushed us to um, make a movement and now we're uh, being a little bit more proactive in trying to educate our other family members about the importance of preserving the property and maintaining a legacy.
2: Yes, and that is excellent. So now let me pull in. I guess these are cousins to you? These are cousins? Yes, they're, Katrina they're, Coleman? We're,
4: yes, yes, we're all first cousins.
2: All first cousins, and Jabril is a first cousin also. So now, Katrina, tell me, yeah. you know, you got that hurricane name. So, you know, tell <laughs> me, you know, anybody in the family could have said, well, this is what we need to do, get involved. And you could be, like a lot of our Gullah family members, uninterested why were you interested in still being a part of what Shimon just mentioned?
0: Because it is a legacy and um if you have to, when you look back at what our great great grandfather accomplished, just think about a person thirty three years right. old buying property and keeping it throughout early times, like the Great Depression. The, the Reconstruction um, Era. Wars. The Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Civil War movements, you know. Hurricane. So, Civil Rights movements, yeah, of course. So, you know, when he purchased this property, he had a vision. He was Absolutely. doing this for us. And his vision was it was something that we can maintain and keep in our family, you know, and preserve. So, you know, we have our mission statement, and it is to protect, preserve, and encourage prosperity for black American family landowners, you know. So we are we're going to do what we have to do, and it means that we have to educate our family members there And that's why, you know, we participate in a lot of the meetings there. And, you know, all of us, you know, we think in time that we'll all be on the same sheet of music, but we have to, like you said, educate them so they understand the the importance of preserving something that's ours because you can't grow property again. Once it's gone, it's actually gone.
2: Absolutely. And right now with all of the sea level rise issues that we are having, especially over on Hilton Head area, that's another aspect to when it's gone, it's gone. You know, not to mention these issues that your family has dealt with with family members, like many of my listeners that have had family members come forth and say, well, I don't want it. I ain't going to live there. So if y'all want me out, buy me out. And then knowing what they're gonna ask for the buyout, the family can't afford. But it's always about getting everybody gathered around the table and then coming to some sort of agreement. So Brother Jabril, I wanna bring you into this because you know, I wanted the sisters first since this is women's her story month, you know, and I'm all about the ladies first, you know, I'm on that Queen Latifah even though I'm Queen Quet. All right. But I wanna know what made you want to be involved? Because you look like a young man, too. And, I mean, hearing the story of your great-great-grandfather being 33 at the time he bought it, what made you want to get involved now? You could be doing a whole lot of other things, you know, since you have an MBE and you are part of, you know, black business elsewhere. Why be bothered with this right now? Jabril, you there? Oh uh-huh. No. Okay, we don't have his line. His line seems to be open, but we're not hearing anything. All right, he might have dropped off, or he can't hear us, or we can't hear him. But I want my listeners to know the reason I posed that question to him is because another part of the Ford Dentist movement, another individual involved, another family member, is Jabril Hanif. He's a plant manager at Signature Packaging and Paper, LLC. And so this is a recycling company down in Jackson, Missouri, so, like I say, he could be anywhere else. He could be involved with the work that he's already dealing with, and he way out your honor, as we would say. So he could be <laughs> like some family members that say, well, I don't, I don't live over there you know so why go ahead and get involved but it's great to see that also i know some of the work that he does is always involving the community because he also serves as a big brother of the boys and girls club and so he's done a lot of other things that shows that he has a heart for definitely giving back to the community and giving back to family and i guess that's why y'all cousins work with him right sisters (laughs) That's
4: correct. That's correct. And you brought up a a very important point. Um, You would see that a lot of us that are involved with the For Dentist movement, we don't actually live in South Carolina. I actually live right outside. I actually live outside of Seattle. Katrina lives um, in Alabama. And my parents, they they live in Savannah. And my dad, and he's actually been the – we would say the the senior statesman of the group um, who has Mm -hmm. been leading and motivating us and providing us with a lot of the motivation because he knows that we're the next generation that's coming up. And he um, wants to instill in us the same values that his father instilled in him. I can remember when my grandfather would ask my father to take him over to Hilton Head Island to um, give money to the family for taxes. He wanted yeah. to make sure that the taxes was always kept up to date and he always was, you know, willing to drive him over there to drop off. He didn't have much money, but the money that he did have, he took it back over to the to the island to make sure that he um, they maintain and protect the land. And that's something that we're trying to do. No matter where we are, no matter where we're located, we're still fighting for this. And unfortunately, my brother, he would have been on this call, but... He's on a business trip in France right now, and he's a a big big part of this movement as we are.
2: Wonderful. See, I'm glad that you dovetailed because that's where I was headed. I was headed to the fact that you all are all in different areas. You all are not even all just not in the Gullah Geechee Nation living in another state close by. You are literally part of the Gullah Geechee diaspora. You are all over the country and all over different parts of the world living your lives, having careers that have focuses other than what Professor Mitchell and I's focus is about land. So you could Mm -hmm. have just said, well, I'll just, you know, get me a mortgage right where I live, you know, and I'm done, you know, and not have this have to deal with this issue of bringing family together, which is sometimes the hardest thing you might have to do in life, is to bring your family members together. But we want the rest of our Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station family to come into this with us. If you are in the chat room tonight and you do not have a Blog Talk radio account, you can make a free one because we have a lot of guests listening in. But you can also then type in if you have a free account. But I'm going to open up the phone line so this some of you can join us in our last little minutes here. And the phone lines are now open at 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And all of my listeners and all of my Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan folks, as well as those who are following us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, you have seen that I have already posted the Facebook page for the four Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, movement, the number four Dennis movement. When you tweet, hashtag for Dennis movement, because this family is not only working on saving their individual land, as you've heard, they've been working with Professor Mitchell. Professor Mitchell has been the one who's been instrumental in working with our legislature and has worked with others and with Congress on this issue to move this forward. But why did I play that song for y'all to get up, get involved, and get into it? Not just for you to like and share the information from Facebook, but I need everybody tonight, and we're going to be. Part Posting and tweeting this petition until we just inundate the General Assembly here with it on care to petitions. It's called www.thepetitionsite.com/slash/take-action. When you get there. You can browse petitions for the Uniform Petition of Heirs' Property Act. If you just continue to follow us on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, you can just click there. If you go to the For Dennis Movement page on Facebook, you can go there and just click. We need you to sign this petition. Do not worry about whether you are from the state of South Carolina or not. As you heard, the whole family is not in South Carolina. Even on this one issue in this one parcel of 38.5 acres of land, they're all over the country. There are hundreds, I'm sure, of heirs in their family, like there's hundreds in mine. But we all need to speak with a unified voice that we want this unified petition of Heirs' Property Act to pass in this place, as South Carolina likes to say, you know, a beautiful places, smiling faces. We want the smiles to continue on Gullah Geechee family faces. We need our legislature to pass this here. So you will see it. It's a stand-up to protect historic heirs' property in South Carolina. It's time to stop the corruption and illegal real estate transactions. More rights are in- needed for property owners. All we're asking you to do is fill in your name Put your email address in, and you can, you don't have to, but you can also add a little statement of your own to the General Assembly and just click Sign Now, and it will go to them. It will help us. Right now, I'm seeing 81 supporters. We want to top out this 500. This 500 is the goal. By the end of this month, we want to top that out. We want to go over that number. We want CARE 2 writing them saying, hey, 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 tell your people stop. Tell your people stop. Um, We want to shut the site down. Okay. So we definitely want everybody listening to make sure you go there and keep following us and we're gonna tweet it, we're gonna repost it all this month. And right now we have a caller, five seven three two four three How Hunter B. Five seven three two four three How Hunter B. Good evening. Five seven three. Got something to say?
5: Oh no, uh, Gullah Queen. I'm. Uh, my name is Jabril Hanif, and I was just calling ah, him. So, there you um, go. I'm um, with the uh, the Harris family.
2: Yes, we already talked about you behind your back, homeboy. You ain't even fussing <laughs> no. I'm mean, going to ask I you a question that I see yeah. you. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: well, we're glad you made it. We're glad you made it, and that my listeners get to hear your voice. But I'll ask you the question that I asked earlier in your absence: Is why even be involved in this? We we we've talked about your profession already, um, not knowing you weren't there on the line and couldn't hear us at that moment. And I wondered why
5: be involved in this for Dennis movement for you i' uh that's a very good question and um one, I think that uh the legacy that um uh my great great grandfather established isn't uh he didn't do that by himself um he did that with the help of his friends, his families uh their names may have been forgotten, but uh his legacy carries on, so it's just not the memory of him it's all of those who helped him achieve this. And as you know, we don't achieve anything just by ourselves. There are many people who uh, played a role. And uh, you just think of the community from which he came from, from the Gullah community, yeah. that uh, gave him this vision of um, ownership, um, yeah. of community. So this is why this is important, and uh, to generate, and just think of uh, for the future as well. Um, how do we generate new strategies, new ideas to address the the community problems that's going on right there. It's a microcosm of things that's going on across our nation. But uh, right there in Geechee country, we can uh, establish ourselves, our identity, and be proud of it because he was proud of who he was. He was proud of where he came from. So that's why it's important.
2: Excellent, excellent. I want to go back to Professor Mitchell before we close out. When sure. is it, how close are we, you think, to the end here in South Carolina to getting the General Assembly to vote on this?
3: Okay, so I'm, I have uh, you know, two things I want to say. Um, the first is really good news. So we had last year... On um, May 12th, the South Carolina House of Representatives voted, and they voted 104 mm-hmm. in favor of our act, no mm-hmm. opposed. Mm-hmm. We just had the mm-hmm. South Carolina Senate um, approved it on March 8th. Now, they made some technical minor changes to Thank the you. House bill, um, including, which I think this is important for your listeners to, to know, that the one of the mem- amendments that was made was that the bill was renamed from the Uniform Partition of Heirs Property Act to the Clemente, Clemente C. Pinckney oh, Uniform Partition of Heirs Property Act in honor oh. of the Reverend and Senator Pinckney's
1: Yeah,
3: long support and long advocacy for uh, black landowners in South Carolina, heirs' property owners, and heirs' property reform. So where we are now is that because there were some technical small changes, including the renaming of the act to honor the Reverend and Senator Clemente Pinckney, it's gone back to the House. Um, And in the next week or two, they're going to vote. And as... In all likelihood given that it it voted past hundred and four to nothing last year, I suspect that they're just going to approve the um the technical amendments that the Senate made. Um but that's essentially in the course of the next two weeks. It's it's been returned to um the representative James Jim Smith um from Richmond County. I suspect that he's going to recommend to his colleagues that they just incorporate all the Senate amendments. And I suspect sometime in the next couple of weeks, they're going to vote on it. And given that they voted it last year and it was unopposed, I suspect that it will be going to the governor Haley for her signature in the next few weeks. Um, so that's, and the Excellent. only other thing I want to say is that there was one compromise made in South Carolina that, Um, wasn't a compromise that was made in the six other states, Mm
1: -hmm. was
3: that to get the benefits of the Uniform Partition of Heirs Property Act in South Carolina, the family members in the litigation are going to have to identify that their property is heirs' property. In the other states, whenever there was a partition action that was filed, it was the responsibility of the court to determine whether or not the property was heirs' property. And the family didn't have to make a motion saying, our property is heirs' property, therefore it should have the protections of this act. So I know that you said that there's these variety of community legal education workshops that your organization has sponsored, but that is one critical thing that folks are going to have to know in South Carolina is they can have the protections of the act, but they're going to have to... state to let the court know that heirs property is involved.
2: Is involved. Got it. So that will be something that we'll definitely be making sure people are aware of and we'll probably be calling on you to come in at some point and be a part of one of these workshops so that our people know that Mm -hmm. they are going through all of the necessary steps. So we definitely do not want any of them to miss any of them. Yes.
1: Right. Yes. So I definitely
2: yeah I thank you for this and I'm so happy yeah. to hear the blessed news because Clemente Pinckney was truly a friend of mine, and we did a lot of work shoulder to shoulder and so this mm-hmm. is a blessing and i'm I'm very happy that the boys and girls up there in Columbia decided that they would rename the act. That kind of change I can stand for any day. <laughs> and so I'm glad to hear, yes, that this is going to be signed soon. And I know that our show, for those in the chat room, they can't hear us live now, but we will have the show, the full show, is still available on iTunes, and it's free for download, and you can also always come to Blog Talk radio dot com slash Gullah Geechee to listen to it and we'll be sharing it on our Facebook pages and through social media and we'll be blogging because I know the listeners are saying, Well, wow, this is a lot to take in tonight, but don't worry Gullah Geechee nation dot com we will have a blog about the entire show you 'll get to see more of the bios about our brothers and sisters here from Dennis Allen's family of Hilton had there, so that you can know more about them, and so that we can all continue to work together with the Fort Dennis movement. Because now that this will be passing very soon in South Carolina, we need to also support it getting passed in North Carolina and Georgia and Florida and anywhere else that our Gullah Geechee family is. And so we definitely want to say thank you, thank you to all on the Chilla. What day you this evening? And this is the first. but I hope it will not be the last time that all of you are here on the air, Professor Mitchell, also the whole of the Dennis family, hopefully, you know, cuz will come on back from um, France and be here (laughs) the next time uh, as well. So that we can have all of you on, and we can talk about it and celebrate uh where we are with the petition and where we are with the passing of this, and that we can get everybody together. Around this topic, and definitely at the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, we want to have materials there to give out to the families that come out and attend because that is our Gullah Geechee reunion. So the first weekend in August this year, we are in Charleston. You can go to Gullah Geechee.info. If one won't to go, go to Gullah Geechee.info. And also, my listeners, you can always email us to G U L L G E E C O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O, at AOL.com for more details and so that we can connect you, and we'll be posting the petition. But we will be posting the news when it is in Governor Haley's hands and the ink dries and it doesn't disappear. We will be posting the news so that you all know South Carolina has now passed this act in honor of Clemente Pinckney, which formally was called the Uniform Petition of Heirs' Property Act here in South Carolina. So thank you, thank you. Brother Mitchell, we are so happy thank to you. know that you're going down to Texas. I hope I get to see you down there. Sister Shimon Allen Stevenson, you have a beautiful smile. I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. All right. And because <laughs> of Katrina you. Coleman, I believe you and I have seen each other before, but we're going to talk offline about that, Sister Katrina. Definitely a okay. beautiful smile, too. And, Brother Jabril Hanif, I'm glad you made it in at the end. But, Brother, that's all it takes. you just got hey, to get That's all
5: it takes. That's all it takes.
2: And uh, it I take. am so glad
5: uh, <laughs> that you had uh, all of us on and to welcome us into the nation, uh, yeah. because I think there was uh, a phrase uh uh Cambyas and Benyas and and, yes sir. um uh and uh our great great grandfather has has been there and yes. um even though we're not there now uh we've all spent some time uh with him through the islands
2: Yes, yes, and don't worry. I am on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour, so I'm going to be um, taxing all of y'all to go ahead and get me to come to your cities where you are, so that we can help to educate people out there about how they can support this land ownership and the economic empowerment of Gullah Geechee. So that we, we the Benya and we in the Guai know we're tall, tall. Good, so, that's
1: it. <laughs> okay,
2: so we, we Thank in the Guai know <laughs> yeah, so take it, take it, to all the hundred children, peace and blessings to you all. It has been a wonderful broadcast tonight. I love it. But well, we have more of the Gulliguchi family on board and on the line, and definitely moving things forward. So y'all continue to follow that hashtag for Dennis Movement. Go to the Facebook page for Dennis Movement. Continue to follow the Gulliguchi Sea Island Coalition and be a member of. The Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, just go to dot N E T and Honachilla know you can follow me, Queen Quet, at queenquet.com. And so if you're interested in more about what I just said to the Dennis family, the fact that the Dennis Allen family, that I am on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour, and you want to sponsor one of the stops along the way, make sure to email us to g u l l g e e c o at aol dot com, or go to queenquet dot com. Thank you, thank you, honey, keep on going on, sisters for this year, Oman month, and thing like that, and keep on standing, hona Gullah Geeches. Get up, get involved and get into it we're so glad that hunter been here this evening tanky tanky to all the hunter chilling and we're so glad that hunter stand strong and stand blessed keep carrying on